0: Welcome to the CIM Marketing Podcast. The contents and views expressed by individuals in the CIM Marketing Podcast are not necessarily those of the companies for which they work.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the CIM Marketing Podcast. I'm delighted to say we are back in the studio at Moore Hall, which is CIM HQ, and we're going to be talking about the mysterious world of soft skills. And I say mysterious because soft skills are sometimes hard to pin down. It used to be that one had a trade, one learnt one's trade, and then one went and delivered it. But as we have become more of a knowledge economy and more about networks and relationships, soft skills have become ever more valuable. And to talk about this, we have with us a very special guest, which is Mr. Dan White, author, no less of the soft skills book, Dan. Good afternoon to you. How are you doing? Good afternoon, Ben. Thanks for inviting me. Uh, I'm very well, thank you. Very well. It's great to have you back on the show. And with him today is a veteran of this podcast, Mr. James, former from CIM Moor Hall itself. James, great to be back in person with you in the studio.
2: It is indeed, Ben. Yeah, great. Thanks. Um, good to be here again, and uh, very much looking
1: forward to our, our soft skills chat, Dan. Soft skills. Was it fair that they are slightly mysterious? I think they're very mysterious, and I think they're quite
0: <laughs> hard to pin down. The way I think about soft skills is they are all the things you're going to need to learn over the course of your career if you want to have a successful career. That aren't the technical skills. They aren't the things that are unique to your specialist area, whatever that might be. Uh, and they they're, therefore they're very transferable as well. But they're kind of I, mean, I think they're called soft because they're hard to define uh, to some extent. Um, but we're talking about things like how you manage yourself, how you, how you interact with other people and lead them um, and manage them, um, but also how you influence others, You know how you convey your ideas in a way that's convincing and compelling, which is especially important, I think, within uh, a marketeer's career. Absolutely.
1: It, do you think they've become more of a priority since... COVID and since the changes we've seen in the, in the economy of the last two or three years?
0: Well, I think they've become more important because of the changing uh, nature of the jobs that we typically do. Yes, like you say, the, you know, the knowledge economy. Um, but I don't think Covid specifically has necessarily had an impact. Um, I think soft skills have always been important if you want to be a success. Um, maybe the particular skills you need to focus on have shifted a little.
1: Why was it that you just chose now to write this book, then? There must be something about now that motivated you to get this book out onto the market. Well, actually, no, it was all part of a big plan. Oh, really? <laughs> no,
0: it, it genuinely was. I mean, What? <laughs> a master plan, yeah, <laughs> that kind of thing. Uh, but what it was, was um, during my career, I realised that I was amassing a lot of uh, understanding about marketing and market research, which was the, the impetus behind my first book, the, the smart uh, marketing book. But I always planned to release a, a like a a yang to the yin, <laughs> a mm-hmm. second book that would be all the soft skills, and I even have two branding colours which are the two colours of the book that are meant to go back to back to say you know if you want to be a complete professional, and in, in in a complete marketer you need you need both areas both the technical skills and knowledge and also the soft skills. So this was written directly after the first book, um, based on all my um, you know collected notes that i have taken over my career. We
1: talk a lot about the hard skills of marketing on this podcast, you know, we, we, we've done several um, podcasts about different elements of what you might call hard skills, if you like, the technical hmm. side of marketing. Um, but today, obviously, we're talking about the soft side, the the yin to the yang or the yang to the yin. If you have to pin down three, and I know you said it is hard to pin down, of the most important soft skills for marketers specifically today, uh, what would they be? in
0: why? I mean, it's always tricky, isn't it, pinning down three. Um, I could cheat and use really broad terms, I suppose, but no. I would say that there are three, but there's a hierarchy. And when I was writing the book, um, I back-referenced, obviously, you know, important concepts from early in the book, as, as you do. And I'd noted by the end that the skill that I had back-referenced by far the most often was listening skills. Right. It seems to be the kind of cornerstone or building block of many other soft skills. So I always, um, I would say definitely, not just for marketers actually, but for probably almost any professional Mm. business, listening skills come top. But I think for marketing, I would say the two others, would be one uh, one of them would be collaboration. I mean, marketing, especially these days, requires the marketer to, to interact with, influence, and understand all sorts of people from the most technical, digital nerd Apologies to the digital nerds out there. If they bef- like
1: <laughs> well, they've had that, with that podcast. We've done F- loads F- F- of the. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> F- <there's laughs> also through you know some of the most creative people on the planet who might be yeah. creating a, you know from the creative agency, for example,
1: finance, finance yeah, yeah. a
0: completely different beast, Absolutely, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and at lead- uh, sales and, and all, all 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 sorts of various um, operational departments within our company as well. Um, so I think collaboration has to be your ability to get on and work well with all these different types of people, I'd say. And then the third one would be influencing skills. Right. Particular ability to influence senior people within the organisation. And I think those skills become particularly important as you yourself get senior within your marketing career.
1: I think that's the most interesting and surprising of the three. I mean, obviously, clearly, all of those three are extremely important. I think people would expect listening, they would expect collaboration. Perhaps the more surprising is the third one, is that actually... You need all political skills. Polit- yes, exactly. Is what you're saying to be a great marketer, it's part of your job to be able to influence people above you. I
0: think a CMO in particular has to be a brilliant influencer. I went uh, to the brand management conference a few weeks ago in Prague, and this was a, a really big topic of conversation amongst the, the, the CMOs there, which was there was almost a feeling that in a lot of their companies, the, um, the sales director was the one who seemed to have the strongest influencing skills. And it's, not, it's kind of not surprising. That's the mm. focus of a salesperson's yeah. job, yeah. is persuading and influencing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and they sometimes, often in fact, have um, the CEO's ear much more than the marketing
1: director. Mm. Ah, so how can you change that then? How can you become the influential beast like the sales directors of this world?
0: Well, I think one of the other things, though, and uh, forgive me, everyone on this podcast listening to the podcast who's actually in sales, but my impression is that marketing people
1: are potentially cleverer. Oh. <laughs> I can see the greeting letters well, now, or whatever the modern equivalent is. <laughs> of course, it
0: depends how you define intelligence. Yeah, okay. Of course. Yes. Maybe clever is the wrong word. I wish I could rewind. Now, it's certainly more deliberate and thoughtful, maybe. Yeah, that might be better. Be more <laughs> We can always add this. Stuff. Yeah. No, I'm not sure we will. But <laughs> no, well, dear. Oh, dear. And, but the, the, the point is. Uh, what, yeah the, the point is i think marketers have the ability yeah the opportunity to use some of that, that thoughtfulness in, in like planning how they're going to do the lobbying yeah so they may not yeah. have the same charisma as their particular salesperson in terms of gift of the gab maybe mm-hmm. who knows you know mm-hmm. but they certainly will be able to use use processes and, and approaches that make sure they get their way in terms of You know, making sure the marketing is a prioritized area of the business. But they have to be clever.
1: They have to be clever. But they've been (laughs) muted. It almost doesn't matter how good a marketer you are. You could be the greatest marketer in the world, but if you lack that skill to influence your organization, to influence your company, what use are you? Uh, Exactly. And uh, the same is uh,
0: true in the sort of a, a side discipline of marketing, market research. And I've worked a lot in market research in the past. And Often people would come back from a debrief helping marketers to you know to, to figure out what's the best strategy. And it would be rejected. You know, for some reason they hadn't managed to do it and they said, Well, it's not it's not our problem, you know, mm. that they didn't understand this super into, super clever line of argument and analysis. Yeah. But it did matter because it means you're not having any business impact. And it's the same same for marketing within a business.
1: Yeah. Um, they that's, have a, to. that's a critical point, isn't it, James? It's not the fault of the receiver of the information. It's the fault of the giver. Exactly. The information.
2: Absolutely. And I think, you know, communication skills, ironically, is one of the the real sort of issues across the the soft skill base yeah, for marketers. And, and in fact, the Hayes Salary and Recruiting Trends Survey of 2021 showed that that was the second most desired soft skill um, of, of, of all marketers. Um, but equally, it's the one that is most lacking, unfortunately, oh. um, which is ironic, as I said, for, for, for the industry. I think it is about that ability to, to, to listen and to respond, I think it's, it's, it's absolutely key to, to, to success, um, along with the ability to, to adopt change.
1: The, there's an old quote that says that the greatest fallacy with communication is the mirage that it has occurred. And, you know, there, there is a feeling sometimes that by saying something you're communicating, but that's not quite the deal, is it, James?
2: No, absolutely not, not. Not the case whatsoever. And I think that has been one of the challenges, I think, that COVID and the world of Zoom and team meetings has, has played out across everybody is that that lack of human face to face interaction. Um, and there is a the danger that those skills have gone backwards um, over the course of the last year and a half, two years, so I think it's a, it's of paramount importance that marketers really do focus on their soft skills.
1: You say there's a danger. Yeah. Do you think that has actually happened? Well, I think it,
2: I, I think you know, I, off, off from, from my experience of interacting with people, friends, colleagues, um, I think there has been that sort of reversion back into oneself a bit more, which is only natural with you know with isolation and being at being at home and and not having that daily interactions with you know with your, with your colleagues but on the flip side of that I think some soft skills have sharpened you know I think right. the, pe- pe- people's people's agility people's ability to adopt change um and to be very solutions focused has, has, has gone sort of through sort of through the roof I think um and equally I think people's empathy levels I think to be a good marketer you've got to be empathetic you know you've got to be able to put yourself in the shoes of others and understand the need states of your audience but also your colleagues um, and then you know to try, translate that into products and, and and communications so i think whilst there have been some negatives i think there have been sort of equally outweighed um by by positives
1: you've got a poll out haven't you you've been running polls yeah. for the membership over the last week or two yeah we have yeah and how do marketers rate their own skills
2: Well, yes, the first question we asked was how would you rate your own soft skills and uh, 46% said average, so very much sitting on the fence, only 31% excellent, 23% needing improvement.
1: Can I just comment that if 23% so admit to needing an improvement, the yeah. reality is likely to be far higher. Far, far higher, exactly. It, so it, with,
2: with all of these social polls, we have yeah. to take them with a slight pinch of salt. Yeah. And also the base is, is 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 relatively low, so we're talking sort of low hundreds. Yeah. But it's indicative, and, yeah. and you know, we're not going to be hanging our hats on any of this, but... Um, 65% agreed that they were struggling to keep their soft skills up to date whilst working 65%. from home. And the reality is that's going to be higher to, yeah. to our previous point. Yeah. So I think it, it, it's reflective of an admission that you know, working from home, working on your own, isn't doing anyone any favours when it comes to their soft skills. Uh, you know, and actually, 89% then go on to say that they will be focusing on improving their soft skills this year.
1: That sounds like we've gone backwards, Dan. Over, overall... I think we probably have, I mean, you know, by being at
0: home a lot and being behind a camera or sometimes with the camera off, you, it's quite easy to um, revert to type, yep. you know, and, and to stay within your comfort zone, yep. um, and you have fewer modes of communication to worry about, yep. uh, and I think a lot of the soft skills are built over time through practice,
2: yep. mm.
0: especially the ones that are about, you know, generating rapport with people making a connection with them Mm. uh, which is done very differently face to face so as we come back to face to face some of those skills are probably going to be a little bit a little bit rusty
2: yeah i agree i think you know i think fear of failure is something which is very prevalent when you're on your own Mm. (laughs) working from home whereas uh, i'm sure we, we might come on to talk about this a little bit later but that's one of the key skills soft skills i think that a marketer needs to have is is to not fear failure yeah bravery um, yeah. exactly so yeah. so be, being brave now i th- you know i think it's natural human instinct that if you're on your own you're a bit more fearful of doing something wrong because you don't have that sort of support network you don't have
1: that regular reassurance exactly yeah. someone was saying to me which blew my mind i went like you i've been to a few face-to-face events in the, the autumn which have been which has been great and the first book launch we had uh, right at the start of the sort of autumn literary season if you like in September there was, a, there was a presentation by a guy and he said the one thing that we've missed over the that people don't talk about is that we don't have eye contact we've not had any eye contact and people thought well, well we've seen each other on Zoom but yeah. you don't have eye no. contact no, 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 because, no. because when you're looking into their eyes yeah. to them it looks like you're looking up to the corner yeah. and such an important part yeah. of reassurance and confidence is that okay I'm hearing you you might, you might not have gone well this time, but I'm here, I'm here, I can see, I'm making an icon with you, I'm giving you that warmth, I, and I, I, that is so important to really be brave.
0: I had a, a quite an unpleasant experience um, about four or five, about five weeks ago now, which was I was delivering a training course, and I've delivered it several times before, I'm quite confident with it, I'm quite happy with it, um, but for some reason, but I think partly because it was a small group, um, I, and, and um, I encourage people to keep their cameras on, Mm-hmm. Because you can't force people. No. And normally you have that you know, ability to, keep, to ask people to do things, and they will. But this group wouldn't. And so at one point, everyone had their cameras off. It was only a group of about eight people. And for the first time in, I don't know how long, possibly 30 years, I was unable to present in the way I normally do. Right. I, I didn't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> I had no eyes to look at. Yeah. I was staring at a, you know a, a, effectively my own PowerPoint, yeah. or my own face, even worse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> I couldn't, I, I started stuttering, <laughs> I, I lost my flow, and uh, luckily I did share this with the group, and one of them w- w- kindly put her camera on for the whole of the rest of the, the, of oh. the three, of, that was nearly four hours, so it was a long session. Yeah. And it was much, much better. Yeah, so it yeah. shows you that face to face and yeah. the eye contact
2: is—it's yeah. a big part. of... It's a confidence knocker as well, isn't
1: it? It's, it is not it You don't get that feedback. No one's you, looking at you. Yeah. <laughs> you're getting—you're getting—you're getting micro feedback all the time when yeah. you're in person with somebody. Exactly. That's how human communication works. That's part, yeah. I suppose, that goes to the heart of what soft skills are, isn't it? Yeah. That you're effectively giving people a reassurance.
0: And you are you you are yeah, using your body not not always consciously, but to reassure. Like um, mirroring is a is a classic thing Absolutely. you know you, you, we, you can't see this because it's a podcast but we've started gesturing a lot the three of us yeah. I presumably
2: say I agree with you. Arms <laughs> crossed in sync. Yes
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, no, exactly. I, mean, I hesitate to be a sort of hackney journalist about it and call it a soft skills crisis I don't think we're quite there yet but we just sound like we've had a bit of a, a soft skills recession um, over the last two years or so and James That's got to come back at some point, hasn't it? Particularly as people who are going out there trying to get new jobs, moving forward in their career and so on and so forth. And a lot of what employers are going to be looking for is evidence of soft skills.
2: Absolutely, yes. I think, you know, before we even sort of go into the recruitment market, I think one of the reasons why marketers have have potentially neglected soft skills is because they've been so preoccupied with keeping their hard skills up to date, you know, in this fast-changing digital environment that we you know that we often talk about ourselves the rest of the industry the focus is all on i've got to keep up with ppc seo whatever it might be yeah and actually that's taking up all of their learning time it's (laughs) crowding it out it's crowding it out exactly whereas actually the soft skills um are you know the the frequency that we use soft skills demands that they should always be a focus yeah you know it's the soft skills that you use day in day out versus you know how often you have to set up a ppc campaign
0: <laughs> i think it though it, it, it's going to be even harder for the next generation because you think about people who've gone to university over the last couple of years a lot of them have spent half that time a good year or so working uh, and studying on their own yeah not having the normal um uh, learning experience of getting to especially in your first year um getting to know <laughs> people socializing um, that just takes it to the next level from from what you've learned from at sc- f- school and people coming into the industry right now and in over the next year or so will will presumably need yeah. even more attention. Absolutely, yes. Help.
2: yeah, no, totally. I think th- th- there was a stat that we pulled from uh, in, in prep for this podcast from from LinkedIn, which looked at eighty nine percent of businesses say that a hire doesn't work out because of a lack of soft skills, Goodness me. which is wow. a scarily high yeah. number. Yeah. And I think you know. It's it's a bit obvious to say perhaps, but actually, soft skills are incredibly visible in an interview situation. Yes. You know, you could you can go into an interview and say I've done loads of this, I've done loads of that, experiential wise. Yeah. But actually, you can't elaborate on your soft skills because they are raw and being and obvious. obvious.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, that's and quite it's quite frequent, uh, quite common, isn't it, for um, employers to require some sort of interactive element, or well, yeah. it used to be yeah. before COVID, yeah. Yeah. Um, to see how you work with other people, how you collaborate, how, yeah. you, how you hold
2: yourself. And that's where interviews via Zoom, it, you know, is going to be a real challenge for not only employees, or, or rather candidates, but also employers, because to pick up on those little elements over a call, as we've just discussed, um, it, it is, is really hard, if not impossible. Um, There's a whole
1: cohort of people who have the last... I mean, not so much now, because I think most interviews are going back to face-to-face where yeah. employees can. But that for that, for an 18-month period, a 12-to-18-month mm-hmm. period, where they only interviewed via electronic means. Yeah. Now, is that a bit of a landmine that's about to go off, that actually people are going to have a slow realisation that they've got the wrong girl or they've got the wrong guy? Yeah.
2: It could it could well be, and you know that 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 eighty nine percent figure was from twenty nineteen. That could it could scarily go up even more. Yeah. To, to, to your point, um, but I think it is you know it is therefore of, of paramount importance to, to 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 get those soft skills across in your in your interview to show how you would fit into a business's cultural dynamic.
0: This conversation is making me think that there's always been a bit of a bias. <laughs> there are always biases in that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course. Um, in the past, there might have been a bias towards people who can walk into a room, uh, shake people's hands, smile, and engage them within an instant, yep. which is a very attractive and engaging thing and useful in, in a lot of a lot of careers. You know, a lot of mm-hmm. the, the world of the virtual world is a little bit more skewed, of course, it to the verbal side of things, mm-hmm. especially with the cameras off. You know, um, which means that people are more eloquent and persuasive in the words that they use. Yep. He purposely tried to make that as clear as possible.
2: Enunciate. Enunciate. <laughs> um, ha, uh, ha, uh,
0: have an advantage. Yeah. because, And also, you know, the more people who actually fear going into a room and tend to shy away and sit in the corner, mm. of course you won't know that. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, it depends on the job, the exact role that you need. But it does mean we'll be, you know, there'll be... a. Slight shift, yeah. and we need to be aware of that shift depending on what we're looking for.
1: Yeah, so the soft skills are slightly different for the digital space than they are for the physical space, or the, or, or the value of various soft skills is yeah. different, yeah. but nevertheless, soft skills of some kind are still hugely important. I'm going to put you on the spot here, James. You're an employer, you have a large team here at CIM itself, of course, yeah. um, but been an employer for other organizations. If you're faced with two candidates, um, one of whom has slightly better Uh, Hard skills, for want of a better phrase, uh, whereas the other one has slightly better soft skills, or obviously better soft skills. In most cases, who do you hire? Soft. Right. Yeah. Without, you know,
2: no question of a doubt, I think you can you can you can very easily teach hard skills, but I think soft skills for me are of paramount importance to ensure that work gets done in the best way possible. Now, uh, by that I mean collaboration you know, within the team and people get on. People work best when they are you know, in an environment and in a team dynamic that they enjoy. Yep. Uh, it's not to say that you have to be on going out for drinks terms, but yep. actually the ability, the interpersonal skills and the ability to work well together is of paramount importance to me. Um, and not only within, you know, within team, but into department uh, and, and, and then across business. Something that Dan mentioned earlier, marketing works with all departments across the business. Um, but uh, you know, without those quality soft skills, without that communication ability, the ability to listen, the ability to influence, and influence in terms of time management, prioritization management, all of those sorts of challenges that marketers face on a daily basis, Without those soft skills, the reputation of a marketing team can be quite limited and, and, and you know, can, can be um, sort of at their detriment. So I think marketers have a real opportunity to show how they can break down those silos in a, de- in a, in a business rather and really
1: foster cross-departmental collaboration. Marketing, Dan, but work of all kinds is in its essence people asking other people to do things. So if you can't do it in a good way or nicely, it doesn't matter how good you are, you're not going to be much good, are you? You're not, no. I mean, it's the
0: cornerstone of, of certainly the, the economy in which we, we, we're, we're talking about now. Um, yeah, if, if, your, if your job involves you talking and collaborating with other people, these kind of soft skills are going to be crucial. And when you think about it, how many jobs do not require... A healthy dose of working well with other people, exactly. In in, in the UK in particular, yeah. Um, so yes, it's absolutely essential. But I did want to pick up on one thought there, mm. which I, I kind of agree with, but I thought it'd be interesting to explore, mm. which is that the technical skills, the marketing knowledge, c- can be taught and learned. You know, mm. and in fact, it will naturally happen as you do your day job mm. and you learn from whoever you're working with. Mm. Yeah, soft skills can also be learned. Yeah. They, it's a bit more hit and miss about whether you actually learn them over time or not. Yeah. And a lot seems to depend on whether you happen to be very lucky and work with some excellent people, yeah. uh, especially early on in your career, who can pass on some excellent wisdom and tips and uh, model
1: the best behaviours. Absolutely. So. But, yeah. but are they teaching just... it or are you just learning it by experience? Well, Osmosis. Osmosis, yeah. I think you should... T- well... I, I'm gonna buy
0: I mean've written the soft skills book I used to teach it as part of um, you know nurturing a team it can be taught it can be yeah. taught and and actually quite often the things you don't know are, are simply th- that there is a way of doing things that there is actually a, a brilliant way of handling uh, conflict there is a brilliant way of uh, running uh, an appraisal at the end of the year that's motivating and useful yeah you just need to know that, that that's true and then look it up or or, or he points to the book. I so buy the book. You know, I mean that's the point. You can learn it, but it's like it's not systematically something that businesses tend to t- tend to prioritise, or even give you know as much give mm. anyone as much attention.
1: Maybe even weaker than that is that it's not that it's not a priority. Is it in most businesses? It's simply not taught it's at all. F-
2: no, absolutely not. No, no. 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 I, I think one of the, one of the absolute best courses I've ever been on is is a um, negotiation course. And it picks up on lots of the lots of the points around listening that we've that we've touched on. And it was from a former lead trainer of the hostage negotiation unit at Scotland Yard. Right. So right, he, right, he right. was quite a big big deal. He had the credentials. Another credential. Yeah. Another credential, a chap called Richard um, Mulander um, For him it, it was it, it all begins with listening.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, and, and that's of you know absolute paramount importance. Listen, understand, influence. ask the right questions understand what they're not saying as much as what they are saying you know and 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 move forward to a position of influence from there and i think that is the in addition to the presentation skills which i've had in in the past that is the only example of a soft skill training course that i've i've had in my career which is sad to admit (laughs)
1: I didn't have a quite a senior chap. I had one when I was a salesman, yeah. which was called dealing with difficult conversations, and like and like you, it was yeah, one that stayed exactly. with me. Yes, and much of it, much of the learnings were were that, similar. That was very much part of that course as well. Yeah, and it struck me then that one of the biggest soft skills before you even get to the listening stage, is the willingness to put yourself in that position to take on the challenge. Damn white to to actually have an opportunity
0: to listen. Yeah. And to actively listen. Yeah. Um, yes, you need to go out and meet people or you need to ring them up or you need to, you know, you have to have that, that confidence. Um, I must admit, I, I always found this the hardest part, especially when I was, um, was required to do it a lot in business development, of course, uh, over the years. Um, so I actually wrote myself a, a, a cheat sheet. Yeah. Right. I, I actually, and I still use it to this day. Yeah. Um, it's a kind of like a performer for how to meet a new, you know, how to meet a new contact.
2: Does it work in the dating world? Or is well, it business I, only? <laughs> I, I've been married to
0: um, the same person for 30 years. So, right. we, sh- so we shouldn't so comment on I that. I've really <laughs> no idea whatsoever. No, of course, I'm no, sorry. But there are certain techniques you can use to help you build your network yeah. and to actually instigate the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think just having a, a conference-building way of doing it. Like for example, you know, building a network, when you think about it, it's almost always via someone else Mm -hmm. you start with people you know and know you in an area and you ask them to give you an introduction and we know that's going to nine times out of ten you'll get you'll get meeting if you don't have an introduction you'll you'll get one in ten if you're really lucky so already that's that knowledge that you need to start building and building and then you take it from there and ask for introductions etc but then also how do you actually start a meeting that gets people opening up so that you can then listen to them Mm. so so my, my crib sheet is more kind of like you know you have to break the ice, right? <laughs> you have to start with something that's not about what you're about to talk about. Yeah. I joked on a, 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 a video meeting we had the other day. We are talking about a similar sort of topic. And I said, what I would normally do is desp- in, in a virtual world, you, 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 a good technique is to look behind the people at what's on their mantelpiece mm. and go, oh, I notice you've got an elephant. You don't often have to do much more. Mm. They'll go... Oh yeah, I got that elephant when I was visiting Sri Lanka 3 years ago. Oh really? That sounds exciting. Come yeah. on. It doesn't matter what it is. It's yeah. just something that says, I'm a human, you're a human, I'm interested in you. We're about to hopefully do some business or oh, we'll talk about business. Yeah. yeah. But at, and already getting them talking means they're engaged.
1: Yeah. Uh, you mean you've just done a teaching exercise there. Right. You just taught us a trick. But do you in your experience, do companies that generally realize that this stuff can be taught? These techniques can be taught? I don't think so. And uh, I really don't think so, because um, when I've
0: been sharing the content of the book with people, including some very experienced people, people of my sort of age and, and similar sort of backgrounds and various professional careers behind them, um, and they, they've gone through and they said, I never knew that, or I didn't know there was a way of doing such and such, or um, time management, I, I, you know, I, I thought it was just about processing your emails each morning or whatever. People don't know what they don't know. Mm. And because people haven't been on these kind of training courses for many, many
1: years mm. now because mm. they
0: don't really, they're not funded. Mm-hmm. They don't exist um, mm. anymore.
1: But with such a premium on these skills, not just in the recruitment market, but in the actual, the, actually as a professional, in terms of your impact on the business, you'd think there's a massive case for making these investments in them. But there's a case, but it, it's not as good a case as it used
0: to be because in the past, okay, a long going, we're going back a long way, like 80s, 90s or whatever, people would tend to stay in the same job for quite a long time, relatively long time. Five years, wasn't uncommon. Um, In Kantar, where I used to work, five, ten years actually Mm. in some some areas, which means you can invest in people over many years, send them on training and you'll get the reward back from higher productivity and morale and uh, better results. If people are moving around much, much faster, who, who pays?
1: You're you're paying to train them for somebody else for the next job, James, which is well, maybe is why it's not happening.
2: Yeah, quite possibly. I mean, I think you know, backed up by the eighty percent of marketers looking to change jobs this year, stat from Hayes. I yeah. think you know is well, why would you why would you do that? But it, that is quite a short term view, obviously. I think we should we should add that um, yeah. into the mix. That was it, Richard Branson quote. I'm not I'm not to do it justice now, but you give the skills to somebody to to enable them to fly, but you treat them well enough so that they don't want to. Yeah. I've I've fudged that but it's along those lines so I think you know it is a very short-termism view of I'm not going to invest in you because you're a flight risk actually you know while they're there they should be you know that they should very much be invested in but I think it it doesn't necessarily have to cost the business there are some free ways that 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 soft skills can be sort of built upon and and uh, and 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 enhanced Um, just through mentoring I think actually having those increasing the frequency of interactions and actually being able to open up and listen whether you're a mentor or a mentee in this scenario I think is really beneficial for you know for both parties because it's about creating those interactions creating those opportunities to talk to listen to respond um, you know and actually it goes beyond that into all sorts of um, you know the empathy there's a whole host of soft skills that can be um, sharpened through mentoring. Um, or even sort of coaching or or shadowing the various different options, you know, d- different sort of variations there with. Um, and I think also presentation training and whether it's official training or whether it's just getting up and presenting a document, PowerPoint, Word, whatever it might be to your team. I think presentation skills I've found um, in for, for my, not only myself, but also in, in the teams that I've managed over the years is a real accelerator to... Um, to building confidence and to building a whole range of soft skills, particularly in more junior um, people.
1: That actual training of presenting, public speaking, what you're saying is as a meta effect. It does. You'll learn about public speaking and presenting, but actually it gives you a whole bunch of other things. It's it's,
2: it's disproportionately beneficial.
1: (laughs) You're you're nodding in agreement. I am, completely, yeah. I mean,
0: uh, for example... um, you know, when you actually say something out loud to people, mm. you realise how you could have put it much clearer next yep. time. You yep. know, you, you have to. It almost has to come out of your it's mouth. Like the joke and you
2: people, forgot, you wish you'd said at the yes. time. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh. <laughs> and, and that requires some practice and a bit of deliberate yeah. uh, practice, some uh, Feedback to yourself or from ideally from someone else on. on what have you learned? What could you do better? But I think that, to be honest, that whole idea of taking responsibility for your own development in the soft skills areas is probably going to be part of the solution as well. Definitely. Just being aware that it's possible, having a growth mindset that means you're open to uh, continually learning and improving yeah, yeah. Um, right through your career.
2: Absolutely. And I think to that point, I think it was a couple of podcasts ago, we, we talked about personal brand. Yeah. And I think that is the root of this self-awareness and self-appreciation of you know what where your skills lie and where your skills don't lie and when you need to build them up. So I think you know considering your personal brand is a really good way of is a really good shortcuts to doing a sort of an assessment of what your skills soft skills portfolio is.
1: Absolutely. I mean, but whether it's done via the employer as a conduit, the free stuff, the yeah, or whether it's done as a sort of autodidactic yeah. didactic exercise. Um, Nevertheless, both of those things are one thing in common, from what you've said, which is increasing interactions. Trying to increase the amount of interactions you have, whether it's been public speaking, whether it's doing other things, because they have a meta effect. The fact of your interacting is developing your skills. Mm. And you know that's been harder for people to do for the last 18 months, because there has just been a suppression in the amount of interactions mm-hmm. that people, people have had. Uh, you know, the cliché is the, coffee, the water cooler. The right. water cooler's not been there, yeah. or it's been there, but no one's been at the water cooler. <laughs> yeah. um, things are returning a bit. We're allowed to be in person. Oh, we're here now! we in the studio. But it should be said, it's the first time we've been in the studio for this podcast for 18 months? Long, yes, that's two possibly. years, probably. Almost two years. And although things have returned, they've not returned entirely. And it may be some time before they return entirely so if you are still restricted or limited in what you can do because of pandemic rules or or work processes or just changes in the environment that have come around because of covid are there things you can do dan white to help develop your skills in a virtual environment that's a tough one i mean there are
0: certain skills you can hone um but can you substitute for the face to what you learn from doing more face to face interaction, I don't know. I really don't know.
2: It's a tough one, isn't it? I think you know with this hybrid model that we're currently operating in—x yep. days in the office, x days from home. I think that's even more of a challenge than when you were all at home or all in the office, right? Personally, because I think you have this sporadic interaction, which is a bit of a sort of a staccato relationship um, that you have with your colleagues, and actually. You have to sort of you have to use both skills when you're when you're meeting them, discuss, talking to them, and it's not just your colleagues; it's you know the rest of the rest of the business, virtually versus first face to face. You need to have both of those skills at play.
1: Is the trick then to try to maximise the time that you are in face to face? You seem both very keen that the face to face interactions are the things where you're really going to build the skills quickly. Yeah. Is the trick then to maximise and enrich those times where you're all together, rather than trying to? develop them in a the virtual environment that seems very logical <laughs> doesn't mm. it I mean in the sense
0: that you know some people are talking about how the hybrid model needs to evolve which is that when you're at home you knuckle down and get on yep. with some stuff you can do more in isolation or yep. it, the interaction's not really that important whereas when you're all in the office or most of you are in the office yeah. you do a brainstorm together and you, yep. you do things that, that are maximized by being physically together and then, you know, you know, you have your team meeting yeah. on, on, a, on a particular day or rotating days, etc. But f- physically, yeah. rather, whereas at the moment people are, well, in, a, in recent past, people have had to do team meetings virtually, which is nowhere near as effective in terms of morale and bonding, I would say. Or building yeah. soft skills. Or building any soft skills.
2: Yeah. And I think, so I think it's, so you can't necessarily increase the, the, the quantity of those face-to-face meetings right. because everyone's working to their own rhythm. But actually, it's the quality of the time you spend together. So it's that old sort of quality over quantity adage. But mm. you know, one of the other questions that we asked um, on our on our recent poll on social was what soft skills do you need to work on the most? And time management was by far and away the the, the lead um, response on that. Now, I think time management can mean different things to different people. Right. But I think, again, it goes back to potentially that isolation. If you don't have someone to ask what you should be doing now or what you should be prioritising and you're just working on your own but equally time management when you are you know what what should you be working on best when you're at home versus when you're in the office well time management is creating quality time which is to your point exactly so it's not surprising that that is the lead response that we got on our poll ultimately.
1: I mean the stereotype of hybrid gone wrong is that you work at home and then spend all day on a Zoom call and then come into the office and nobody else is in the office. Yes, yeah. and that does happen. <laughs> Which is pretty pointless. Which yeah. is presumably yeah. why the soft skill of time management comes into the fore. It
2: does, yeah. yeah. We do have a calendar here at CIM yeah. where we where, where we put our initials against a, a, a date right. yes. <laughs> so we do know who's going to be in. But um, absolutely, that I can well imagine that that could be the case for many people.
1: Yeah. Have employers cracked it yet, James? or Are they still learning? No,
2: still learning. I think we're very much still in the in the in the waters of uncertainty. I'm good I'll use the uncharted word again. Why not? It hasn't, I've not said it for a while. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, so this is all still new for everybody. Nobody's got it right yet. I don't believe. I think we're edging towards, you know, understanding the situation yeah. better. But uh, no, I, I wouldn't. I, I would hazard a guess that no business is comfortable with their hybrid model yet.
1: Dan, you're a marketing consultant as well as being a published author, and you get around and you meet organisations. Do you think people are on the foothills to understanding how to do this better so the environments we work in can help build the skills that we need to, for our jobs? I,
0: I, think, I think some are aware, that those who are aware of the importance of building soft skills and how those skills can be built and the importance of social you know, interaction mm-hmm. for, for certain skills... I think are using that as one of the criteria they use for, for um, how they manage hybrid working. So, for example, some companies are um, trying to, pre- like, like, you, like you were saying, um, prioritise when people are together.
2: Yeah, yeah. So,
0: for certain days where they encourage people, if you know, when they come, could you come in on these days, mm-hmm. or to organise specific things on specific days, so that you know the majority of. of the team comes in mm. uh, rather than having total flexibility and ending up with you know mismatches and yeah. uh, pointless commutes where, yeah. where you don't end up meeting anyone. Mm. So, I think, yeah, I mean, I guess it, we're, we're, you know, we're still learning, we're, we're continuing to learn about how to make it work. And I think this discussion about soft skills is a, a nice prompt for one of the considerations.
1: Yeah, I mean, we on your poll there was four skills that popped up. Yeah, time management obviously was the was one that people most. Uh, Cited, and that may be to some degree a reaction to grappling with hybrid that yeah. for the reasons we've just. One has to build quality time into one's schedule rather than have a sort of mismatch as as, as you put it down. Mm. Communication we've spoken about the other two on the list that popped up were decision making and problem solving. As we go through this odd sort of period where we're coming out of a lockdown conditions and 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 worlds grappling with hybrid one might assume that the time management thing will drop down as people get better at it. Do you see a shift for the skills which are going to command a higher premium, a higher value in the future, beyond this period where we're coming out of lockdown?
0: Well, I think we can assume that your ability to get on and collaborate well with other people will continue to become increasingly important. But I was actually quite surprised by decision-making and problem-solving being something that came up as a need. Um, Because, I mean, they are the kind of uh, skills that are very easy soft skills that are quite easy to to uh, develop yourself i mean you just really. need to know roughly what to do i mean look, there are all sorts of uh, useful frameworks for uh, decision making even starting for, with basic things like how to run a, a meeting effectively so you end up with a decision at the end of it rather yeah. than confusion yeah that's, it's not rocket science. You just need to know there is a good and a bad way of running a meeting. It's just
1: you a think they're easier to learn than communicating and influencing, for example? Uh, yeah, I think so.
0: I think communicating and influencing is much more about talking, you know, interacting with people where you need to practice. It takes longer to get good at communicating. Uh, it takes ages to become a good presenter. You need to present lots and lots of times to become good, mm. um, to persuade people or to build rapport with people. You need to have met a lot of different types of people uh, and practiced different things and realised, you know, how you could have come across better or, or been more uh, b- but there are certain techniques uh, some, certain areas of soft skill that you just
1: need to know what the process is marketers all need to work on easy stuff
2: James they do absolutely yeah, and there's there's lots of lots of opportunity out there you know I do wonder whether the decision making and problem solving was born out of that isolation again, having to yeah. sort of think on your own, be on your own, and that fear of failure. I do wonder whether that's playing out in that, but um absolutely I think. You know, as we, as, as we move forward, um, I think the ability to be agile, to, you know, to, to adopt change will continue to be of paramount importance to marketers. Uh, you know, and, you know, as we go forward into, the, you know, a, a, an unknown hybrid um, is, is about not fearing failure. Is that maintaining that test and learn mentality and, and continuing with the growth mindset. Oh, right, we've
1: agreed we're not quite in a soft skills crisis, but I think we've had a consensus there has been a soft skills recession. Right, Do we have a good chance of getting to a soft skills boom, do you think, in the near future? renaissance, maybe. A, a renaissance.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't see why not. I mean, I, I think just um, being, for me, it's all about awareness. It's about being aware what what's what there is out there that you can learn and how some of it is extremely easy to learn, some of it will require practice but um, but as long as you know what you're trying to achieve and you 've got some pointers, then over time these skills can be developed brilliantly um, I, I really can't see why not and i, I, I mean, 'm a bit of an evangelist about you know company, the frameworks mm. yeah, frameworks. I was very lucky to have uh, received taken part in a lot of training over the years about all sorts of different topics. I think it was just in the right, uh, right sort of um, Company at the right time, my yeah. industry, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and I've recorded all this stuff. And it's so, so for example, um, you know, the, the GROW acronym. I thought everyone knew the GROW acronym, but apparently only about, you know, 30% of people know it even exists.
1: Mm. Well, I, I can be the ignorant uh, one. Can I, you, don't can know you I don't know. Not to know it. It. Or you don't, you I, don't, I oh, okay. don't know it. I genuinely don't know it. I genuinely don't know
0: it. Exactly. Well, brilliant. Thank you for being the, the guinea pig on this. <laughs> yes. But it, it's a very simple and it's uh, framework that's built really out of listening skills um, that helps you to coach someone, even if you know nothing about what they're talking about, <laughs> which can happen in some jobs. Sometimes people report to you and you don't mm. really know much about. It's so simple. Okay, G stands for, you just ask them, what are you trying to achieve? Your goal. G stands for goal. What's your goal? And they go, well, I need to do this. I need to achieve that. I need to fix this. I need the presentation finished by the end of the week. whatever. Then the, the second one is, what is your current reality? Where are you now? Where are you now? Okay, you know where you need to get to. Where are you now? What still is left to, done, left to be done, essentially? And then um, the, the third one is options. So you so, say, so, okay, you've told me what you want to achieve. You've told me where you are and what you still need to do. What are your options? And they'll go, well, I suppose I, I could ask, you know, Jeff to help me. Or um, I could uh, actually ask for the whole thing to be cancelled. Or I could um, request some more money uh, so that we can accelerate it and bring someone else in. Or whatever. They'll go through all of these. Yeah. And you just probe and say, oh, tell me more. Um, you just probe. That's where you use your listening skills. Mm-hmm. And then the W is once they've done all that, say, okay, what will you do? And they go, well, it's obvious. I can't ask Jeff, we haven't got any more budget, but I could cancel, and actually, that'd be quite a good thing, because blah, 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 whatever. Once you do the G, the
1: R, and the O, James Farmer, the W becomes... obvious. Obvious. I was trying to think of another word
2: that gave with W there, <laughs> <laughs> but I couldn't. No. <laughs>
1: That's a challenge, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well, look, this is fantastic learnings today, gentlemen, on what is a very rich and deep subject, and I think we may... Call for your assistance again in a future podcast, Dan White, because this is something that's going to be, if anything, become even higher in value, I agree.
2: Think,
1: As we as we move I'll forward. happy to. Happy yeah. happy uh, It's something that we're still not quite getting to grips with, perhaps because we haven't defined what it is that we want to do, what our goals are. But hopefully this will be of help to people, and I thank you very much for your time today, Dan and James, and what's been another great CIM podcast.
0: Cheers, Ben. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks very much.
2: Thanks, Dan. If you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe to the CIM Marketing Podcast on your platform of choice. If you're listening
0: on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a rating and review. We'd love to hear your feedback.
2: See you next time. CIM Marketing Podcast.